Welcome to the Real Momentum Podcast. It's Joe Herrera. I'm here with my guy, Chuck Hill in Nashville, Tennessee. Chuck is a uh, part of the Settle Down South group down there that uh, we've been working with for three or four months now. Um, so they they are a collaboration partner for us, a referral partner. They're doing a lot of cool things down there. So Chuck, welcome. Thank you so much for having me. I appreciate it. So for anyone unfamiliar with you and, and your team specifically, um, how'd you get into the business? What's your origin story? Where are you from? My origin story? Um, I might have something different and it's kind of similar to Dan because you guys interviewed my partner a couple yeah. weeks ago. Uh, and it's similar in one way, but different in like all other ways. Um, and so I'll, I'll, I'll make this quick for you, though. I, um, I grew up uh, learning um, and practicing very hard at being a, a guitar player. And um, what I didn't know at the time. Is everybody was, in Nashville a musician of some sort? Meh, I don't know. Not everyone. Like everyone in Hollywood. You, you're like, I've never seen such attractive like waiters and stuff and everybody's trying to get a, yeah. a movie job. Right. Is that I, I, think, I think it's true for real estate agents though. That's for sure. <laughs> Everyone you're talking to for sure. Um, but what's interesting that I'll, I'll, a thing I'll point out that's different about that with me is I would get the guitar magazines that would say, here's what you got to do to kick ass. Here's what you got to do to get good. And what's interesting to sales is it was always, here's what you need to do to get what, you know, what do you got to get great at next? And here's the steps to do that and then do this and then track every day. And like, I kept journals for years of like the exercises I did. Did I do it every day? What's my progress? And what I didn't know is that those same skills would come into play later in my life. And after I was out of high school, I ended up um, in some sales positions because friends of mine, um, for example, were selling, they were building um, what's homes.com now was called something I, I believe it was called advanced access in the past where I worked and um, my friends were doing the website development and they needed salespeople and it was down the street. So I'm like, whatever, I'll do it. And then they said, you know, call all these realtors every day and we'll sell them a web package and it's 900 bucks and you'll make a commission of 10% on every deal. And I was like, okay. And then I would, I, I, I realized very quickly that if I called 300 real estate agents a day, I would sell at least one of those. And if I'm making, when I'm like 18 and I, I'm getting minimum wage plus the 90 bucks every day, I was like rich, you know, and, but it was, it was the same thing. It was just, here's what you need to do. And then with the scripts, it was like, what, what can you do better? How do you close better tracking my numbers, all that stuff. It was just like the, the guitar playing for me. And, um, I just went from doing that to actually selling, um, heavy construction equipment, like everything from um bobcats to caterpillar dozer machines for quarter million bucks and stuff and um a little bit higher commission than 90 dollars on the cats i'm sure yeah yeah and i and i worked with a very professional old sales guy and I, I would wear a headset at first and i would take notes while he did big negotiations like million dollar deals and i'd take notes and crms and all this stuff and um that just led me to somebody approached me about being a loan officer and I became a loan officer. Wow. Um, yeah. So what and, time frame? So yeah. you moved, are you from Nashville originally? No, I'm from Southern California. Okay. So where were you during this process of playing the guitar and all in orange access? Yeah. All in orange County in Anaheim Hills. Okay. okay yeah. Cool. 
Yeah. And then, and then, so I became a loan officer and then we started doing ad spend with real estate agents and no one was following up. No one was doing what they needed to do. So my job quickly became, yeah, you feel my pain. Yeah, exactly. So, so that's where I'm going with this is my, my job became, um, as a loan officer was to coach agents on productivity so we could get higher conversion rates off internet leads. Um, and that eventually led me to going, you know what, why am I waiting on these people to send me a deal to work with a buyer? Um, what I always liked about being a loan officer was back when I would cold call and we would do a refinance, I was calling people with equity and then I was getting paid a commission off their equity. And right. somebody pointed, someone pointed out to me, dude, be a listing agent, man. You're the perfect listing agent guy. And he's like, then what? And then I'm like, I put it two and two together. So I'm going to call people with equity and get paid 4% instead of like 1% as a loan officer. Yeah, yeah I'm in. So then I got licensed and uh, I've been licensed since the early part of 2018. And um, that's awesome. Yeah. Do you still that, miss that's mortgage at all or are you, you're purely, purely real estate? I carried both licenses short term, but um, like I said, I wasn't so interested in the uh, purchase arena of being a loan officer um, and dealing that closely with the agents for whatever reason. So I just, I just let it go and I focused on, uh, um, on being a listing agent exclusively right out the gate. So, I mean, I could probably identify a few things, but looking at your origin story, what, what do you identify as your superpower? Like, what are you super, super good at? Like, what are you, if you look at and say the average real estate agent is X and I'm so much better at this, this one thing, where, where does your superpower lie? Um, I think it's two things. One, one is uh, the like diligence regardless of comfortability. So like I'm willing to be, I'm willing to be uncomfortable. Um, and then I'm also very, the other thing would be coachable. Like I'm, I'm, I'm coachable to a fault. Like if someone tells me to, if someone says, tell that other agent to F off, I'll tell them something You'll like say that. You know it, what literally. I mean? Yeah. 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 That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. So like I said, I'm, I'm coachable to a fault, but also um, I think again, back to, being a musician and being self-aware and always like when you practice guitar and you mess up, you have to notice it and then fix it. Right. So like right. when I cold call people, I'm very focused on what's my pacing, what's my phraseology, which is like a riff to me, you know, and like, how can I make the riff better? And like when other people hear me cold call that are even using the same scripts, oftentimes they go, dude, you got like the perfect, um, you know, the perfect, approach I'm saying the same words, but I'm saying it a different way or a different pacing or, or something, but it's just because I'm constantly looking to how can I do better on the very next call, you know? I'll well, and I know power. for you guys, for you guys, cold calling is a big part of your business. What, mm -hmm. I mean, how, how is, how was 2021? How is 2022 looking in that arena? What I think is interesting is that you said, I, I'm comfortable being uncomfortable, right? Like you're, you're comfortable. We call that persistence. Uh, you're mm -hmm. persistent individual. Uh, but what I've noticed is um, some people are uncomfortable doing anything. So for you, I think you're uncomfortable doing a highly productive, highly skilled, challenging, uh, issue, challenging thing where one of the issues we have in our industry is most real estate agents are uncomfortable talking to anyone that is not their friend or family or sphere of influence okay. where you're straight cold calling people. So talk about that. 
Yeah, um, I'm kind of the opposite. Like I would, I would rather call people that I don't know. Which is kind of that's called that's called an extroverted introvert. Yeah, 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 exactly. So like, I like to stay in my office um, by myself. So I'm an introvert, but I'm calling the world of people I don't oh, know. Extrovert. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, and, and um, you know, the thing about that is in regards to being coachable, I was coached on, um, I, I found my co my previous coach because I was already diligent on cold calling. So it became about like becoming more efficient and better at cold calling and, you know, doing direct mail to my database. I, I mean, I've developed a database now of in, in just a year and a half, two years time of where since I've been diligently cold calling. Um, <laughs> Uh, of about 500 sellers that are say they're going to sell in the next 24 months for sure. And so um, what, what, so you asked about how the, how it's been, I mean, it's been hard because if, if people out there, maybe Joe, you're familiar, there's things like stir shaken. Are you familiar with that phrase? No. At all? Uh -uh. Okay. So there, there's some technological things that are getting in the way of cold calling. And I really think that they're good things um, on a, on a, uh, like on a national consumer level, but you know how your phone says things like suspected spam call um, or those types of things. There, there's systems that are making that happen more often. So what's happened in the last, what's happened in the last year for sure has been that the contact rate, if I, if I dial, if I di uh, say a year ago, if I dialed a hundred people, I would get about 15 of them would answer the phone and I could ask them if they were thinking of selling their house. Um, but in about June of 2021, this stir shaken thing, anybody, we won't dig into that, but look that up. It's worth knowing. I especially get, I get like 50, 50 potential spam calls every single day. Yeah. So um, what happened was um, the contact rate really dropped off. It really went down from like 15% a year ago to in, in about mid 2021, it became uh, three or 4%. So, wow. That means that you'd have to cold call like three times as much to have the same level of effectiveness. And for a guy like me, if I'm already cold calling six hours a day and going on appointments, I can't do more of that. So I'm, I'm trying to branch myself now. My, my diligence and persistence on those things has paid off, but I'm trying to add some things to my business, um, not only to compensate for that, but also to uh, propel me forward and, and to do more in the future. So I think what you landed on there is really good, which is it is impossible to be a real estate professional that is unwilling to pivot. What yeah. is working today may not work tomorrow. What's working tomorrow may not work next month. What's working yeah. next month may not work next year. And yeah. so unless you have so many friends and family buying homes with you that have no other choice and no other uh, options, you have to learn how to pivot and do the things that are going to open up new doors for you. So yeah. what are yeah. some of the things you're working on? What are some of the new doors you're opening? Yeah, thanks for asking. So um, I like to say that I'm, I'm diligently open. So, and I, you have to be really pr protective of your time because in this industry, there are so many things that you can learn. I mean, you know, if you're, if you're coachable, like I am, that could be a problem. You know, it's like, I want to try everything. I want to do everything. So what I've kind of made a point of doing is while I'm working, this is kind of step number one, I think for anybody is if you're like me and you're already diligent in your work, um, you really got to keep like a notepad off to the side. And when you think about that next big thing, just write it down. Don't stop yeah, yeah. cold calling. Don't, 
not call your sphere and switch to learning about how to do TikTok. You know, like write it down, and then and then like after hours. You know, like after my kid goes to sleep and after I've eaten dinner, I'll get out that little list of things I want to learn, and I'll learn about those things at that time. So it doesn't interfere with the stuff I know if it's becoming less productive, but I'm still going to do it. Um, but until that cold calling thing is replaced, I have to save the study time for later. Um, but the thing that, and I still actively study and well, and I, I've got I've got a new thing for you. It's called run the Joe Taylor Group for us in Nashville. Like you okay. or or find the guy to run the guy or girl to run Joe Taylor Group for us in Nashville because okay. our our challenge is always um, we have no problem creating opportunities for people to talk, but yeah. I think what you may not realize is your skill set, your superpower is actually a rarity in our industry, because you know what people are so comfortable with is I want to make more money working less hours. Those are not my people. The people I love are I'm willing to work however much I have to work to achieve my fan financial goals, give me that realtor and they're going to kill it. Like give me right. that real estate professional and they're going to dominate. Right. And right. It's many, sad that that's not our industry. If you can make $500 an hour, how many hours a day would you work? All of them. <laughs> the 20, that. 23. You know? Yeah, well, exactly. Exactly. So talk about your weakness. What, uh, what are your, what's your kryptonite? What's your, if you said so, this is the thing holding me back, what is it? Yeah, let me let me write that down. So holding me back. Um, just just to rewind one second, I, I think on on what uh what I'm doing next is I, I kind of have a background um in in like I used to run the morning announcements in high school from like the the control booth with like yeah 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 and, and, and like from the video and production side. So and and I've yeah. done music production and video production for music groups I've been in and things, and that's those are the skills that I've negated in real estate while I've been cold calling so hardcore mm -hmm. because I stayed focused. But what I'm doing is I'm re I'm bringing those things into my business now. So like on Sunday I did, I I've, I'm getting ahead too. So um, I recorded uh, Franklin, Tennessee homes that you can buy from 300 to 400,000. And then uh, yesterday I went out and I did one Nashville, Tennessee, 400 to 500,000. And I look to, I also, with my internet background and SEO understanding, I look to, uh, and my comfortability with being on camera, um, to uh, go all in on YouTube is, is my thing uh, that I'm doing right now. And the, re the, main, the, the main reason is somebody said it to me that every, I don't know who it was or where I heard this, but it clicked. It was every time you make a YouTube video, it's out there prospecting for you 24 hours a day. And, and, and someone I know that said that they said they got COVID and for two weeks they couldn't work, but he had already back produced 10 videos. He was 10 videos ahead. And when he went away from production, he referred the deals to his friends and they actually did more, a higher conversion rate when he got out of the way and he was laying in bed sick. And so when I yeah, heard yeah. that, it's like, it's, it's like maybe that's the ticket to getting out of production, but still having fun in real estate. So, um, that's awesome. That's the thing. So hold holding me back um I, I don't know what's if what's holding me back like where, other, where do you look yeah. where, where's your i i guess let me rephrase that like where's your greatest source of envy when you look at other realtors and you're like man i wish i could do what they're doing is it the youtube thing is there other areas where you're like you know like i i envy people who can sing i envy people who can run and i envy people who uh can control their desire to eat sugar 
because those are three things I struggle with, right? So okay. it's yeah. easy to en envy people who are good at things you're not good at. So like where in, in the real estate space, where's your greatest source of envy? You know, I, I'm not much of an envious person in general. Um, when I see it, what other people are doing, I don't, I don't associate uh, envy. Um, I, I like to think about like, can I model that? Can I copy that? I want to do that too. And then I, I, I look at it as like something I can learn. Maybe that's back to guitar playing. Like some of my favorite players ever growing up, I'm not like, oh my God, like I'm never going to be that great or whatever. It was, it was, oh, like at the, the first guitar lesson I ever went to, the teacher said, so what do you want to learn? And I played him the song and he goes, are you out of your mind? <laughs> but that was like Bill, Bill Murray on Groundhog Day. Like he yeah. keeps going to the same piano teacher and she's so yeah. proud of him at the end because he's playing this uh, yeah. thing. I, I always wondered why he kept going to lessons after he got better than her. But anyways. My, 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 I think if I appreciate the question and I know it's taken me a second to answer, but in regards to what's holding me back would be, would be the same things that are helping me go forward. Like I'm so diligent and um, persistent with the things that I do. What would be holding me back is not, not even though I'm open to the idea and I have the understanding of video production and SEO and all these things I can do, what holds me back is my confidence in what's been working already. So you know, it's really hard to switch away and say, okay, if I don't have an appointment today from two to four o'clock, then I'm going to go and shoot a video as opposed to just staying on cold calling. So I'm pushing through that, that resistance um, is what it, what I call it. I don't know if you call it that too. It's called resistance. Yeah. And, and, and so I'm pushing through that resistance by a motto I've always had, which is, uh, you know, if you're uncomfortable, but you know, it's something you want to do then you just do it anyway. And my uncomfortable part is, is, is if I put the phone down, like, am I going to pay my, be able to pay my bills? So, right. but, but, but if I, but if I put the phone down, if, if the phone is worth a hundred bucks an hour, I don't know, just make this up, but then YouTube could pay me, you know, over the course of a year, it could equate to, you know, $200 an hour. Well, then that's a fair thing to make a trade, you know? Sure. So it's just well, evaluating that. No, and I think I think I think the key there is there is that principle that a a good man knows his strengths, a great man knows his weaknesses, right? Yeah. Um, but the reality is, like, it's important to understand both. And there are times when our greatest strengths are our greatest weaknesses because we rely too much upon them. So mm -hmm. we it keeps us from moving forward. And it sounds like for you, I think you have a clear picture of where you want to go, which is awesome. You're doing something amazing, which is a strength, but what you're doing amazing, keeping you from doing the next thing may be a weakness. So it's kind of yeah. cool to do that self-evaluation, uh, yeah. right? So it definitely well, I think it's awesome, man. I'm, I'm grateful to be in business with you. I'm grateful to learn from you. I've actually really enjoyed uh, this discussion we've had. And and as always, I, I look forward to continuing to work with you guys and and you're doing great stuff in Nashville and I, and I can't wait to keep it going. Yeah, same to you. I appreciate it. You know, we haven't had a... Uh, you and I hadn't really had a one-on-one -on -one -on -one conversation. You've been talking mostly to my partner over time, and I've been yeah. in the background. So it's nice to just – this is actually our first real one-to-one -one yeah. conversation anyway. So, you know. Nobody can, put, nobody can put baby in a corner for too long. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs>